Good evening. Today is Monday, July 19th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is A Vision for You, and our speaker tonight is Susan G. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Lindsay. Good evening. I'm Susan, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, welcome to Overeats Anonymous. Welcome back if you are returning. If you are feeling hopeless, I hope that by the end of this meeting, you are feeling hopeful because what we're going to talk about tonight is available for everybody. Um, the chapter that we're talking about this week is starts on page 151 in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and it's called A Vision for You. Um, you know, we read, we talk a lot about the first 164 pages and everybody knows the end, right? We all know the ending. We've all flipped to the last page and oftentimes people haven't read the in-between. So, you know, a vision for you is, you know, a vision is the ability to see what I couldn't see, right? And it says that for most normal folks, drinking means conviviality, companionship and a colorful imagination. My story is I come from 250 pounds, size 26 dress, and I'm gonna share my screen, hold on, un momento. And I can tell you that this was not, come along, here we go. Okay, this was not conviviality. This girl was not looking for companionship, but she pretended that she was, okay? This was not happy. This one on the left, I think I'm around 18 here. I know it's taken in Regent's Park. I'm very elegantly on a seesaw. Don't know about that. And this one just tells such a story to me. I mean, it just, sorry, I got something in my eye. I'm not crying yet. Um, okay, that will go away. And it's a hair. And this one over here on the right is with one of my brothers and this was on my 30th birthday and actually his bar mitzvah. And in just a while this year, I'm turning 60. So I will just say, I feel, a, <laughs> I look a lot better now than there. I had on so many undergarments, I couldn't breathe. And this was a party here on my 30th birthday. So as you can see, I don't have straight blonde hair. Um, and there's only one person on the line who probably has knows me with this darker curly hair. So these two pictures down here on the left were when I first lost my weight. So I'm coming up, well, I've got 21 plus years right now of being in a recovered state. What that means is I have neutrality around food. It means that the bedevilments have turned into the 10 step promises for me. And in 32 short pages, all of that work, right? I made a decision in the third step to turn my will and my life over. The only step I have ever worked perfectly is the first step. And it told me that, that I needed to do that. I needed to make 100% full admission. And then these other pictures, the ones in this little suit here, they are the most recent ones. So you can see that in the last year or so, some of you see me in person, nothing has changed. Um, and that is the result of working these steps as outlined in the big book. The way Susan did it was that girl sitting in those first pictures, right? Feeling really miserable, really, really sad, but putting on a brave face, doing her hair and makeup. And, you know, I don't know, I can't speak to anorexia or to bulimia, so I don't know if you get a high out of doing those things, 
from eating and gorging and weighing 100 plus pounds overweight, you're not feeling like you want to go and dance on the tables. Um, I know that if you drink, perhaps you do, um, that would have been a lot more fun. And, you know, I paid people, I paid people to help me stay stopped. And I would get to where I was supposed to be and then I stopped paying them. And I had nothing, I had a God-sized hole. And today I'm able to stay stopped on a daily basis, okay? But not just because I get up and brush my teeth and I floss, because every morning before I get out of bed, I make a decision. I'm at that fork in the road, right? And I talk to God before I get out of bed. I say those first three steps and I say the step set aside prayer. And it always starts out with to set aside everything I think I know because, oh golly gosh, do I know a lot. I know so much. I know so much about everything, don't you know? I have a degree in life, but I couldn't stop eating. This chronic illness was strangling me. I would have ended up on one of those shows where people can't get up off the couch. You know, we always hear that this is permanent, progressive and fatal. And the progression is also very aggressive. So where I've been before isn't where I will go this time. And there's always that yet. So I continue to come to meetings to identify. Five minutes. Thank you. To give hope to the newcomer. So by the time we get to page 151, you know, I'm in that recovered state. I have neutrality around food. I know where I seek an effect. I've gone through the doctor's opinion. I know that I'm of the hopeless sort like Bill. I know that I displayed all of those behaviors with food that he did with alcohol. I know that I lie and cheat and do whatever it takes to get what I need. So stand out of the way. And there's two parts to step one. And that was one of the things I was very righteous over about taking that second part until I wasn't. And once I made that decision, I will tell you, I would say there was no stopping me, but what stopped was actually me stopped and I let God in. And that's where the beauty began. So I worked these steps entirely how they were outlined and all the way through, right? It talks about fellowship. It talks about being helpful. And then we get here to be useful and helpful to others. You know, it talks about how we withdrew from society, from life itself. On the outside, I didn't. I always had great jobs, very Susie social, always did those things. But when I came home, I was miserable inside. How could this be happening again? How is it Monday morning and I can't fit into any of my clothes? But again, once I turned my will and my life over, those feelings of uselessness and self-pity disappeared. And pretty quickly, if you do the work as outlined in this book, you take the hand of someone who's gone before you. And that's what worked for me. You know, I had to smash the idea, that delusion that I was like other people. And one of the most wonderful gifts I have in these rooms are my best friends. And even if I don't see you all the time, I've known one of you for 20 plus years. It doesn't matter if I don't talk to you a year or more. If you call me, I pick up the phone, right? I can't afford to be resentful. It is the number one offender for addicts. And it will lead me back down that path where I cannot go. And it doesn't mean that I will eat again right away, but my behaviors aren't very pretty when I'm not aligned with God. I either have conscious contact or conscious separation. So I have to keep uncovering, discovering, and discarding. 
That's why I promptly admit when I'm a schmo, I have to take care of it right away. And I can only do that because I have let you in. So, you know, when I pick up the phone and I just say, this is what's going on. And I give you a 10 step. There's no, oh, how are you? How's your day? Tra la la. Because again, this fellowship of individuals has shown me precisely how they have recovered. And I don't need any further authentication, which they told me right from the beginning of the book. For me, the beginning of book is the preface, right? That's where it started. So I get to see where I've come from and what was going on. I might be the only copy of the big book somebody ever sees without even knowing, right? And, you know, we think that we're going to be just assigned to this awful life. Am I just going to be eating cardboard for the rest of my life? No, because this program of recovery isn't about a diet plan, which I didn't know. I didn't know that it was spiritual. I had no idea, no idea. So I have an absence that works for me and a food plan that works for me, but those don't keep me stopped. My relationship that I continue to seek with a power greater than myself, who I choose to call God, is what keeps me stopped. Working with others, being in the center of the herd. If you hear me speak, you know I say that all the time. Because when I can't run first, you push me along, right? If I'm having one of those doldrum days, I call you and you lift me up and you boost me. All of those self-help books and everything else that I had, they worked for a second. But again, they didn't give me a solution for a food addict like me. They didn't tell me stories about Fred and Jim who couldn't stay stopped, who made a start, right? But then they couldn't stop. You know, Jim made a start. He listened to us. But then he held on to those resentments of not owning his automobile business. And he continued to drink, right? That strange mental twist. I've had to let go of all of those things. And it says on page 552, I'm sorry, 152. Look, I'm, I'm adding all of these pages. I'm adding 400 pages. Your imagination will be fired. And that's true. I love being of service to Overeaters Anonymous. I just came here to get thin and say goodbye to you. And for 16 years, I came in and out, in and out. Because you never actually told me what you were doing. Well, you did. I just didn't choose to listen. I didn't choose to listen. I couldn't see what I couldn't see until That's I could. 10. Thank you. Oh, God, that went by so quickly. So everything is in this book that I need to know to live my life, right? This is a design for living that really, really works. And there's so many things in here, but it also says, should you wish them above all else and be willing to make use of your experience, we are sure they will come. The age of miracles is still with us. Our own recovery proves that. That's why we share with those who are interested. We don't go and preach from a mountaintop. I can't give you what I haven't got. So I don't have experience with anorexia or bulimia, but because I have relationships, I can give you numbers of men and women in these rooms and they can tell you how they made a start and how they stopped. And the most wonderful thing in these rooms is the diversity. It's your business what you do in here, out of here. I don't care. In here we have a common purpose to be helpful and useful to others. 
to go to those people who are dying in your communities. It says dying helplessly like people in a sinking ship. If you live in a large place, there are hundreds, hundreds of thousands, right? High and low, rich and poor. These are future fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. Among them, you will make lifelong friends. Yes, yes, and yes. And in this last year and a half, look at the friends we have made. One of you came to visit me a few weeks ago. We'd never ever met in person. It was just like having family come to stay. Where else does that happen? You're gonna meet somebody at the grocery store and they're gonna go, can I come over for a cup of tea? No, you can't. I don't know you, you lunatic, right? We just don't do that. And also what I've had here is a spiritual awakening, right? An entire psychic change. But again, to have this experience, I have to have taken care of my business. I have to work steps one, two, and three. I have to have set right my wrongs. I have to have looked at where I've played a part, four through nine. Then 10, 11, and 12, I continue, but I just don't stay there, right? It's a staircase. I go up and down it, and I can't just work step one and step 12 either. I can't do that two-stepping that it talks about in the AA 12 and 12. Just doesn't work. So this is an incredible substitution for my food and it says a spiritual experience he conceded was absolutely necessary but the price seemed high upon the basis suggested what was the price i had to pay ego reduction and today i gladly leave that at the door i gladly leave that at the door for this experience i've had that you have all given to me and you know it says at the end we all know what those last three paragraphs say and I always love because people will say, you know, the big book is outdated, this, this, and this, the wording, it is beautiful. Look for the similarities, not the differences. And I love, I will not have the benefit of contact with you who write this book. God speaks through us and we speak this book wherever we go. Can you imagine how the founders of, of AA feel? I mean, my gosh. Look at us from far and wide talking about the gift that, you know, I know for me that I've received. This girl from Northwest London who did not come to Los Angeles, California to find Overeaters Anonymous. Trust me, it was the last thing she came here to find. Um, God will determine, again, your real reliance is always upon me. You know, there's a proven workable method and that's in these 12 steps. I tried everything. I had my jaw wired shut and didn't lose a pound in three months. That was not a proven workable method. I tried all the pills, as my friend Jen always says, the pills, the potions. I had other people put needles in me with all kinds of stuff in it, never questioned it. Oh, here, just more money, more money. I followed the celebrities, I did their diets. I did it all had the trainers, dated my hot Italian trainer. It didn't help me stay stopped. None of it did, but all of you did. So if you are struggling, take the hand of somebody who's gone before you, work these steps because our lives do depend on it. I know I don't have another relapse in me. So I will continue to come. I'll continue to stay in the center of the herd with my lifelong friends, with my new friends who I haven't met yet. And my favorite cheesy quote, which used to just make me cringe. First of all, Amy, thank you for allowing me to be of service. 
Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous. Welcome home. And I look forward to trudging with all of you for many more days. Thank you. Thank you so much, Susan. That was wonderful. Um, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? Do I call on the Mamie or do you, I mean, sorry, Lindsay. Uh, actually, Michelle, Michelle will. I was just watching the hands. Hi, Amy, you're first up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you so much, Susan, um, for your beautiful share tonight on A Vision for You. I'm Amy, compulsive overeater, living in a recovered state today. Um, when you were talking about approvable, workable method, I thought about the paragraph on the top of 163. We know what you are thinking. You're saying to yourself, I'm jittery and alone. I couldn't do that, but you can. You forget that you have just now tapped a source of power much greater than yourself to duplicate with such backing. What we have accomplished is only a matter of willingness, patience, and labor. And that is the, what I thought of when you said provable, proven workable method, that it's not just the, our stories and the way that we go out. It's the fact that this has been in, in your story that you say and the people that you've met and the other people that we see in this rooms, we have all shared in this common solution and duplicated the steps without well, hopefully without overcomplicating it too much, right? You know, simple, but not easy, but just doing what it says in the book without, I mean, doing the best that I can not to insert any of my stuff. And when I do, figuring out, out a way out of that. And the way that I do that is like you said, with our fellowship, with each other, um, and telling each other the truth lovingly we're holding the mirror up to each other and we travel together and we show up together and um i'm just so 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 grateful for this proven workable method that can be duplicated when we pass it amongst ourselves and you know keep up the 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 fellowship and the service and the prayer and meditation the the conscious contact the forever seeking um, and it was just a beautiful share tonight, Susan. Thank you so, so much. And with that, I pass. Next, we have Elena followed by Andrew. Hi, everyone. I'm Elena, compulsive overeater and restrictor. Um, thank you, Michelle and Lindsay and Susan for all your service. It's always a treat when I hear you speak, Susan. I am such a, uh, I'm such a girl fan or a fan girl, whatever that, whatever that term is. 
Um, and I related to a lot of your story and not being able to fit in clothes on Monday morning and gaining 15 pounds of water weight over the weekend and then being a slave to my scale and the gym for the next week to make sure that number went back down again. And I don't want to take that for granted that I'm not in that insanity anymore. Like that, that's real. That got me on halter monitors for months and months at a time in and out of the hospital with crazy heart. You know, this, this disease does kill. And, um, and I appreciate that you said it's a spiritual program. I think I heard somewhere in a meeting last week, like there are not spiritual aspects to the program. It's a spiritual program. Like there's no going around it. Um, and I have to remind myself of that as well. But I do have a quick question. You said you wanted to come here, get thin and leave everyone. Totally. I got it like that. <laughs> I can relate to that. But you also said that you've been abstinent, like in a recovered state for 21 years. So what changed for you this time when you had that awareness? Oh, I think I'm trying to just get thin and leave everyone again. Was there like something that you did? Like, what was that ego reduction for you that had you stay this time? Sure. I, um, as some of you have heard, I went, I'd come in and out, in and out. And I went home for my sister's wedding. Good old family event will always bring you to your knees. And I ate a lot on that trip and I couldn't get back into the clothes. I had arrived in 10 days later and I was standing at Heathrow Airport and they announced that the flight was full and I was miserable. I was in workout clothes. I it just, it was horrible. I was so stoned on flour and sugar that I'd eaten at the wedding the day before. And they said, who wants to stay off the plane, you know, we'll pay you, which they give you vouchers or whatever. And in that moment, I knew I was done. I had to get back. I had to get a sponsor, I had to get back to LA and I was just done. And that I came home on a Friday. I got the number of the woman who I called. I stalked her all weekend. I didn't get her till that Sunday night and I stopped eating on that Sunday night. So if you're waiting for the Monday morning, that was also a story. So that was, I, I was just done and nothing like a good family trip home will break you and it did. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Andrew, we have you next, followed by Rick. Uh, okay, uh, Susan, thank you very much for your qualification. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not new to 12-step recovery. And uh, I mean, really, we always talk about the word spiritual program. Well, we are spirits. We're spirits in these bodies. Uh, I, I, my spirit uh, was was damaged through abuse and neglect like most of us were were and 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 i and, and food is one of the things i've chosen to fill up those wounds with uh am i have i really reached step one have i really am i really at step one uh no i'm really not at step one uh but i am honest about that uh what i mean uh, I, 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 I go through these very strange experiences of uh, self-medicating through food. Now, I know it, it's not uncommon to do that, but uh, in the last, uh, I mean, I, I, had, I had the death of a relative. My, my, my cat passed away of uh, like 10 years. I've had this cat for 10 years. He passed away about a month ago. And I've gone through one self-medicating binging thing after another. And, 
which has brought me very close to step one, because you know it's one thing to self-medicate through food, it's another thing to, for the the the, the uh, consistency or the constancy of that. But uh, this is really such a great fellowship. It's really such great energy uh, among you guys, and and that not all fellowships are like that. <laughs> They're really not. So this one really is, is really good. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a soul. I'm a soul in a body. And and apropos to your point, all of the all of the potions, pills, you know, uh, prayer. Well, prayer, prayers are actually good. Uh, all the potions, pills, gels, and videos are not going to keep me away from uh, doing what my soul wants to do. And and I you know I, I understand that there are five character defects. One is self-centered fear, fearing losing what I have, not getting what I want. Two is self-seeking. Three is uh, selfishness. There is next one is dishonesty, and this one is inconsideration. All of which I've been to me. And anyway, uh, it's good to be here, speak my truth, and uh, look forward to listening to everybody else. Thank you so much, Andrew. Uh, Rick J. Followed by Leslie. Thank you, Michelle, and uh, thanks everybody. Wow, Susan, again, you, you blow my doors. I always, when I hear you share, I, I kind of feel like I've just gotten in the fast lane and, um, you know, and I'm, I, I'm like seeing everybody, you know, sort of swizzing behind me and kind of things get blurry because now I'm moving fast. You know, I feel like I'm moving fast in the recovery and, you know, and I'm being swept along. I love that feeling. It, it gets my heart racing and, and that's what I need. You know, I've, uh, like Andrew, I've, I've been, you know, in another 12-step program. Um, but you know what? Um, you know, Susan, you mentioned the um, there's a God-sized hole there. And, and you said these words, I stopped and let God in. And there was a part of me that had never really stopped and truly let God in. And I thought I had, I, you know, and I, you know, I was working the steps. I knew about higher power but there was a part of me that was not letting go and and it was certainly was simply not doing the actions to get truly connected to this higher power so that that god-sized hole could be filled you know by only one thing and that's the god of my understanding so i love that you know i can stop and let god in now i have to do this all the time now i mean i've i've gotten here and you know and i've I'm um, in a recovered state of mind. I have a recovered mind now, and it's all about my thinking, you know. Um, but then you said, you know, to look for the similar similarities, you know, so I can identify and instead of the differences, you know, and if I'm looking for the differences, you know, I'm comparing and I'm always going to find a reason why I shouldn't be here. But then when I'm starting to identify with you and I see the similarities that I'm connecting to you and that's for me is that connection. So I first started connecting to the people in these rooms before I really started connecting to God. I think the connecting to you came first because I could so relate to you. And then the closer I became to you, you know, the closer to God I felt. And then that, that awakening was coming and I realized that God was filling this, this God sized hole. And all I had to do is just keep doing the actions you know, that, that keep that, uh, that power connected to me. And, and I'm the one that will leave this, um, this power doesn't leave me. I I'm the one with my own 
stuff, my own self-will run riot, my own extreme example of self-will running riot sometimes, you know, will will do actions that disconnect me. And, and as soon as I'm spiritually disconnected, then I'm in danger of relapse. You know, I have to get reconnected, you know, um, at once immediately quickly those words that they say and um anyway i i just love being here and listening to you share and if i hear the doorbell ring and it's you at the door uh you know have your your uh your little you know tea cup because we're going to go out and have some tea on the porch and uh, but thanks again everybody thank you okay we have leslie k followed by leslie uh, Lindsay W. And we could have some, we have more time for other shares as well. Hi, my name is Leslie. I'm a compulsive overeater, Ashland, Oregon. I'm so grateful to be here tonight. And as I look at the screen and I, I watch um, with the intensity that everyone uh, listens uh, in this meeting, it's so powerful for me. And it reminds me of um, how uh, this disease is so serious. It's just, it's so, um, uh, yeah, you get it. You know what I mean? So I love, I love it. I love this meeting and I'm very grateful to be able to be here from another side of the country. Um, Susan, thank you very much. I, I grew up in OA in uh, LA. So um, it was really lovely to hear you share. Um, and, and to, and to, when you said, um, but I will not have the benefit of contact with the, uh, those of you who write this book, I was thinking, but I am having contact because I am hearing a pure message and that brings me closer to the founders of the, of the 12 step programs. Um, the, our book is meant to be suggestive only, um, paragraph is one of my favorites in the entire book because um, first of all, it says it's, these are suggestions and that would have, if you had told me I had to do something when I first got here, I would have run. We realize we know only a little offers up humility. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. That's community to me. Um, ask him in your morning meditation. That's a, a beautiful tool. Um, what you can do each day for the man or woman who is still sick. And uh, the answers will come if your own house is in order. The rigorous honesty that comes with this program. Um, because I have to touch food three times a day. Uh, it's, it's, it takes mindfulness and... and um, an awareness that uh, putting the plug in the jug is a whole different, a whole different experience for me. So um, I'm very grateful to be reminded of that. And I love it that it says this is the great fact for us. You know, after all that wiggle room all the way through, you know, it's suggestions, it's this, it's that. You can do whatever you want. You can believe in whatever you want. And at the very end, it says this is the great fact for us. I love that because this is it. You know, I, I have um, experienced the, the purity and the perfection of uh, a conscious contact. And it is so exquisite. And uh, I just wanted to share that and, and uh, 
this is not an easy day for me today. So I- Gentle uh, reminder. Thank you. I am very grateful to be here in this group and be, and be gently reminded of my primary purpose. Thank you.